Good evening, good evening, good evening. Let's get right into it. Thank you for listening to another KG, Fifth Ward, Wildcat, and Doc podcast. Fellas, how are you? Doing okay. It's been a good week. It was a good weekend, and I'm feeling all right today. Doc? I'm doing well. We're closing out, getting ready for the Sweet 16. Big game tomorrow for U.S. men's soccer. 11 o'clock a.m. Speaking of which, uh, me and my co-workers have already made plans, lunch plans for tomorrow to watch U.S. and Germany. Made a reservation. Same point. I won't say where. Made a reservation. They do for 11 o'clock. They're doing a double long lunch tomorrow. We're going to take a long lunch. Thank you, Doc. Thank you. got an official letter out from Coach Clement that said Thank you very much. They need everybody. Thank you. We're going to support. If you're a good leader, I got my outfit all picked out, everything. I'm looking like a flag. Well, I got an official letter from Coach Clement that says do what you must do. We want to talk about the heartbreak. Of how the match ended on Sunday in the loss in the draw, the Portugal. We have no choice but to say something. Before we we get on that, what's the hell of a pass? Does anybody know the jersey colors for tomorrow? No, I hadn't heard. Okay, so I got to lay out all three. Everything out in the morning, just wait for it then. Yeah. Okay. All right, now. Because I don't know who's next to the home team. Okay, now with that being, I don't know. Okay, with that being said, then let's go back to Sunday. We. Oh, 90 minutes in, a little bit, about 30 minutes to go, and we standing on top of the world, and we hanging out, and, and don't care, and swinging wide. And Clint Dempsey scored off his abdomen, or whatever. All I know is, yeah, it, yeah. it wasn't his hand, right, and, and that's it, what they were disputing. And it counted. <laughs> it counted, and, so. and I didn't care. Make sure he wasn't offside. He's smart. He, just get, he knew nothing was there. Don't take any risk in terms of mis-kicking it off your foot. Just drive the ball in because it's basically That's it. And other than the start, the opening five minutes. Two two mistakes in that game. And that just lets you know if you're a fan of the game of soccer, how people talk about there's not a lot of scoring. But if you're careful and you really watch the nuances, you can see how exciting because small opportunities can be huge, particularly when you're talking about on this world stage. And as you alluded to, five minutes in, uh, just a bad clearance. It falls to a world-skilled player, and they're not going to miss those kind of opportunities very often. And it goes to what arguably some would say is the best player in the world. Um, you get dispossessed from the ball, and I don't put that a lot on Bradley from the standpoint. You, at that time, really don't know how much time is on the clock. And the guy kind of came from behind. If he was aware and was coming up to him, mm-hmm. he could have, you know, kicked the ball out and whatever, and it would have been over. But it, the way he was, you know, he still doesn't really is aware whether there's a minute left or whatever. So he's trying to possess the ball, find somebody he can get it to. Guy comes, clips him. Just that little mistake in terms of not being totally aware right. or people playing the thing and two big-time passes. <laughs> Obviously, to the best player in the world, as I said, some people say, and his one touch. Guys backing up, and he put it in the perfect position. The guys running desperate. Boom. Because it, and because it, it all boiled down to all eyes were on Rolando, and once he got his hand, Ronaldo. He, Ronaldo. I'm sorry, Cristiano Ronaldo, Mister Mister Hair. Mister Hair. Well, and I and I and eyebrows. All the women want to call six pick, six <laughs> pack, eight pack. Well, and his eyebrows. <laughs> When, they were when, about his eyebrows. When he the just, when the, when the ball when the ball went to him, a, truly, you know, the, 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 the defense 
all eyes went to him, and it was like a rush. Well, I think what is funny, when you talk about it exactly right, when you look at Beasley, Beasley's season, and to be true, if you really watch Ronaldo, traditionally what he did, does is he'll move with his feet, and he'll make a run. And we thought he would, I thought, and I think so most of them thought he would. That's why he played a little yeah. off yeah. Kick the score. Was, that's what he always does. But in this time, for whatever reason, I think he's seen last-ditch effort, and he just took a chance. And with his caliber of talent, he put it right in the position. Yeah. The guys, so, you know, I know a lot of people want to just kind of say, you know, they look at the fact of 20 seconds left, but you really don't know in the edge if you're a soccer no. person. Oh, no. So you're just playing the game at that point. And it just lets you know when somebody is that good uh, that it doesn't take much. No. It doesn't take much. And the other thing you, uh, fans have got to pay attention to, soccer's a game that your eyes and your heads are down. They're not looking up above, uh, above, uh, up to the scoreboard, basically because the ball is on the, on the, uh, on the pitch. And you got to be paying attention to all of where it is and where you are defensively. They had a glitch. It happened. They're moving on. But the three of us sitting here, we all said it from the, from the, the days coming up to it, leading up to game one, uh, to, to match one. If you just said, give us four points and we moving on, we'd have took that in the oh, heartbeat. You're taking and the heartbeat. There's no way I thought that. they were going to beat Ghana. It's true. I, I didn't find a way many people would have thought they should have lost their game. So, a lot of ways, it kind of evens out. Yeah, exactly. Nobody would have thought they were going to beat Portugal. And, 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 and Portugal really a way put, to put a tie in there. Obviously, as we said, what breaks your heart, you were so yeah. close from a great game. And you could have found a way just to close out. And you don't worry about it because you're in. But if you really look at it, you never would have thought that would happen. So, this is a great opportunity. And actually, and if you lose, basically, if you tie, you good. You find a win, you, it's unbelievable. And if you just lose by one goal, basically, your shots are going to mess around really pretty fast. And Portugal right, really put put Ghana a pressure to... on them the whole game, especially in that first half. They was they was they was attempting. They, they really I, they they possessed the ball. They kept little, it in the front. Little, I thought they did early, but the last ten minutes, oh, you were I dominated. dominated. You dominated, and I thought Portugal was tired. I, you know, it, it, I thought they were almost rolled up and quit. They were about to concede. And no, I'm talking there. about the first half when they took oh. the first goal before that. Okay. And I thought, because you've seen those chances yes. at the time, U.S. didn't make them capitalize because they didn't put anything in the net. A lot of, lot of top but ball, they were a lot of, a lot ball, of yeah, yeah. getting down there. And I thought a lot of it was, because I said to a partner I was watching the game, I said, man, Portugal looks tired. They look dead tired. And that was a nuance in the game where they actually gave the water break. Right. Which they legally can, and, and, but they not done for, it it's, it's It's a rarity. But I guess on the on the big stage, everybody was looking out for the well well being of the players, and they just basically said, "Okay, time, head to the sideline, get your water, everybody take a break. We need this." And yeah, it freaked everybody out first because they kind of forgot. And you, you notice you you, you notice the, the the look on the uh, uh, referees' faces. It was almost like, "Yeah, we're all ready for this." And a lot of guys were draining, and you were hoping. That nobody dehydrated. Now, what I was thought was interesting is why they didn't do it in the second half. I don't think they everybody looked to look for it. I mean, they they basically said, "Okay, we've seen it now. We know I what to look for." I think they were just as tired and just as, as, as sweat. So, and you, 
play the first half. So if you're going to do it, I think you would need to do it even more so in the second half, the first half. So I was just intrigued because I was looking at that part in the game, too, and saying it's about time that he called it earlier. I was interested to see if he was going to call it again. But it didn't happen, and they moved on. I'm just happy where they are right now. And tomorrow's game will probably be the biggest game that that, that the well, Sunday's, team. Sunday's match had the highest ratings. You know, I, I was I'm looking not for sure that. I'm sure if know. I call it the biggest game. I still think that game they played when they made it to Ghana, even uh, one four last four years ago, World Cup, where they made it to the second round. Uh, yeah, I mean, this, this isn't the first time to get to, you know, I don't know if I was the knockout they, they have yet to win, win a pool, though, from, from what I understand. Am I right? They won a pool. They have. They won a pool. It's the research. Yeah, I think they to make, but I'm pretty sure they have. Yeah, I think they won a pool Because we know they they have. I think the one here in the States where they had that upset over Columbia. Oh, okay. Okay. Forgot about this. this yeah, it, it's been so long since it, it, it's been yeah, in, on, on this, in this hemisphere. And... If they've had these, yeah. you know, folks have had didn't have to either early morning, late night yeah. to wait and watch for a game. I just think this surprises a lot of people. Soccer continues to grow, so the interest there and the fact that you're in what people perceive was the, the group, group of death. death. So to, to be Us in included. a position uh, to included. make it out. Because we said, I know I said, they weren't going to get out of the group. Yeah, so. I just can't do it, so I give them a lot of credit. So I think that's why it kind of comes to your mind as you say it. If it's a big, just because of the magnitude, and then we're prisoners of. And then to it's the moment, yeah, it's the moment right moment. now. Um, and everybody's everybody looking forward to it in the morning. Don't forget eleven o'clock Central Time. Central Time, because it's we have, in, we have in, listeners it, all over the place. It's, it's it's in the hemisphere. We on the we on the Mountain Time and the Central Time, and we it's straight down the uh the longitude line in the uh, yeah. in the global. So it's, it's no excuse. You have no excuse. all over the world. Not just no excuse. But th- and that's the other thing, too. One thing I would add mm-hmm. before we move to soccer is a big thing. One concern I do have, and I hate to throw this out on a negative note, but we'll move past it. And I just think that I want the listeners to be aware that we're well-rounded and we're not just going to glorify all the things. So there's some negative things that you have to look at. Unfortunately, you still have some of that European... Racial overtone, yes. hooliganism, if you would, in the blackface. Yes, that, that, I saw that uh, coming in there, and because of how big the money is, uh, a lot of times they don't want to ruin it for everybody. So you haven't heard a lot of talk uh, with the emphasis in regards to this ugly uh, campaign. But you have a lot of folks uh, coming in with the blackface, dressing up, and it's really derogatory. Unfortunately, a lot to the African nations versus. Uh, what we consider the uh, black Americans or African Americans, uh, the African American diaspora. It's more on the Af- African uh, diaspora in the nation where you have the black face component. So unfortunately, uh, you have that. And then the final thing that you got to talk about to close out the World Cup is the fact: the bite. You what know, are your thoughts on the bite? Luis Suarez. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's, it was the third time he's done it. So. I, uh, it's the third time he's done, done it, and <coughs> as of I, I hadn't seen anything since three o'clock. This is combined with the racial slurry, right? Uh, that Suarez and the. Uh, so what do you think he's thing? gonna get? I think he'll get the two year ban. I, I think he should, and, and because 
Hey, it's a two game suspension in the World Cup. Yeah, the other one and, they and had then, was ten games. So you and then and then it's and then it's a twenty four and then it's twenty four month suspension. But depending on how they address that, it can either go to a club team. I mean, go towards your your your, your club team. The suspension move over to, toward it, or your um uh one of the premier teams. Whoever it is, is the next level below. I just thought well, they played for Liverpool. I just I just thought yeah. it was the most asinine thing I had seen since the bike we had here in the states between uh, Holyfield and uh, Mike Tyson. Tyson. But this was a little bit more egregious to the point that he chased after the guy and basically grabbed hold and then bit down. Hey. And, 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 and then he had the nerve to act like he was wrong when the guy bumps him in the eye. Then he comes out later and say, "Look at my face." face yeah, I'm like, man. And do you think he's a victim? No. Lawyers and people coming out now saying he's a victim of this European campaign. But do you see any of that? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna try and explain it. I just thought it was the I most. I thought I would ask the question. Oh, Thank you for being that's, that's, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, it's not something that you see every day, I guess, because we don't all watch soccer on a regular basis. And to find out that it was his third situation toward biting. I, what, I, let me go into some sports psychology. In, in your thoughts, what would rationalize, I mean, as much Hatred as Mike Tyson had, and he probably deserved it for that bite. I'll concede that. Okay. Well, what possesses somebody to bite somebody? Not once, not twice, but a third time. What in your mindset? <laughs> I did. Cannibal Lecter was true. Well, his, his nickname is a cannibal, you know, in the Premier League, so, uh, but with that being said, <laughs> the. <laughs> Some Chianti sauce. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with that being said, and I'm taking this serious, I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to take this serious. He has a mental problem. Seriously. I, I, and, and, and the only reason I'm saying and, and the reason I I'm saying it, I want to be and, careful with that because I don't follow the truly have a mental problem. But what I want to no, say. No, the only reason I'm saying, the only reason I'm, I, I'm, I'm not saying that he doesn't, but, you might be true. But because. He has an anger management problem. Wow. To me, that's like a little key. Okay, that's yeah, a little different. But he apparently he has been to anger management and to see other, you know, uh, other issues and all. See uh, the medical folks and all of uh, doctors about his his pre two previous his pre- incidents pre- and disposition <laughs> to bite people when he gets mad. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and he's he's been suspended before, and you know the, the sad part is. We're trying to be serious about this, but as I mean, funny as it was, but it, it, that's that's a serious that's a serious internal problem I that he had. I'm not being serious when I say his predisposition to bite me. But like we said this is different when it's the first time he's like with somebody, you know. Yeah, it's, it's a moment, and he just gets he snapped. He just, he just sure. But I encourage everyone to uh, look up Wright Thompson's article for ESPN Magazine. And uh, also ESPNFC.com that he, and the title of it is 
portrait of a serial winner. I read it last night, Tuesday night. And it goes into background. It does a, a, an in-depth uh, an article about Suarez upbringing, where it came from, and from Uruguay, and I mean, it's a, it, and it talked about a, a rumored reaction of Luis when he was 15 and headbutted a referee during a, a match championship match, and Wright Thompson was trying to find the referee who was the victim of the assault. So the article goes into uh, great detail about background, interviewing people who grew up with Louise, coaches, players, teammates, and tried to, in some sense, and this was before the third bite. This was written and published, well, published uh, May 27th. So this is only about two bites. <clears throat> Not bite number three, which happened a few days ago. But I, I urge you to read it. It kind of, <clears throat> one of the reasons that, uh, one of Luis's, I think coaches kind of rationalizes his reactions, Luis's reactions on the pitch is he believes it's, it's, uh, Luis is afraid to go back to how he, his childhood, go back to where he came from. Yeah, go back to being poor. Go back to being poor and not, and not having enough, not being able to feed his, and support his, his wife and two children. And he, so read the article, truly read the article. I I, I don't think yeah, I... So he truly gets into some psychology or sports psychology, yes. how you want to look at it. And to some degree, sports sociology, because you said it deals with his family and disposition of where he's from. Very, very good. Because I mean, he talked about how he was, you know, he he stopped going to school. He he, he did all kinds. He's just a a problem adolescent. And then he met a young lady who took him in, uh, and had and her parents helped raise him. And then they that family moved to Europe. And instead of Luis uh, falling apart, which some folks thought he would do without her in his life. He took the opposite approach and the positive approach and became a better person, a better student, a better soccer player, became more focused in what folks theorized in hopes of becoming so good that a, a team, a soccer team franchise in Europe would sign him and, and help and then he would find that young lady again and be, and get with her again. And it turns out that's how it pretty much happened. He ended up marrying that young lady. And they had two kids together. So that's the beautiful part. Of that's that's a, a beautiful part about him. But it's also that that other side of him, that dark side of him, that seems to come out at times on the pitch. And I'm with the two of you. I think he's going to be suspended for two years. That's that the rules allow. Yeah, I'm I think surprised that's what's, that's what's going to happen. Years. I I I could easily see him deserving two years. In a lot of ways, I would hate to see him get two years, but I can see why it's appropriate. Um, I see more close to a year. Well, they was, they was, the, they was supposed to the, uh, have a meeting this afternoon. Player side of me. Yeah, it, it'll come up pretty quick because they want to make I sure hadn't, the I hadn't seen anything yet Make sure come the team up. has a chance to, you know, make changes before the game, which is fair. And I think they want to do their due diligence in terms of uh, making such a tough decision that I will not say is unappropriate if they decide it, but I would say close. I'm going to lean closer to a year. 
Hopefully that's all. Let's talk about happier moments. To to what extent? The NBA draft is Thursday. Rockets had the 25th pick in the first round. We had a... How many of these uh, guys are going to play in the uh, league or play in the DL or spend their first year in the league? The trade... The oh, well, that's a good question. I haven't thought about it from that angle. But a trade that probably won't, I guess, won't be final or announced as official happened this afternoon between the Knicks and Mavericks. I say it won't be official because it involves the Mavs sending the draft rights to two the two second round picks in the 2014 draft, which is Thursday, uh, to the Knicks. The Mavs get in the deal. Big man Tyson Chandler and troubled guard Raymond Felton and send aging big man Samuel Dallenberg and Jose Calderon and Shane Larkin, young point guard, and the two second-round picks to the Knicks. It's an interesting trade from both teams' perspective. Uh, Mavs are getting older, giving up draft picks, and Shane Larkin was a first-round pick last year in 13 draft. Knicks and Calderon's contract is for, I think, two or three more years, so instead of freeing up more money, they're getting the longer contract of the deal. But uh, at least you get younger players in Larkin and the draft pick. So, big chief triangle, as I call him, Phil Jackson, is trying to uh, get the Knicks younger. And we can tie it all together with Carmelo's decision to become an unrestricted free agent. See if Phil can convince Carmelo that, see, I am making moves. I'm trying to get younger in hopes of getting Carmelo to, any way they can get to stay, resign with the Knicks, I should say. Even come close to making some uh, pitch to LeBron. Uh, they can make a. They can. Well, no. Knicks are Knicks are so far. Over, Knicks are over the cap. Even if Carmelo leaves, they're over the cap. So I mean, so that it's with that it's jump, not impossible. Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. With that jump, they still over the cap. Amari Amari Sadamari is twenty three million dollars. Yeah, I knew that part of it. Oh yeah, there's anyway. He's what you think the uh, Jackson the Magic Man can. Uh, Andrea Bargnani's contract is 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 double digit millions. So oh yeah, they're they're still way way over the cap. So I'm gonna ask this question here. For a year, that's why they want to come out to stay, not opt out, and not and not opt out, and then next season is when they have cap space. That's in 15, 16, 15, 14, 15. Uh, uh, that's all that then. Okay. Move on. But let's talk. Okay, a few things. Gonna, gonna uh, credit or just acknowledge my uh, colleague, ESPN's Chris Broussard, and uh, he said a few things on radio. He said, "Throw this, throw this out here." He threw a name in the mix. I wasn't expecting that. He, he threw this out there, and we kind of kicked around some scenarios in our last podcast. A lot of scenarios. Which, uh, with it. which I think makes us look good. Chris Broussard said, reported that the Rockets and Knicks could agree upon a sign and trade of Carmelo for James Harden. Then the Rockets could sign LeBron with the cap space created by trading away Omer Ashes and Jeremy Lin. Thoughts? On possibility of Dwight Howard, Melo, and LeBron being in rocket uniform. Now, remember what you just said. Say that Melo 
LeBron and Dwight Howard in rocket uniforms, their teammates. With the beard going. Yes. Remember what you just said. Now. You remember that it, it, it was a look on y'all's face now when I when it, when that that subject came up. Like, I don't see way. it. I still say that's probably the only way they're gonna get that now. If you get, if you talking about bringing that group in, now putting that together. No, I see. I agree. I think somebody would make the trade to make it work, but I don't see the three pieces. I don't see Melo and LeBron wanting to team up. And keep in mind, I, I think if they want to team up, I think they would want to team up more with Harden. You know, because somebody's got to, I'm like, now I agree with Chris, you know, somebody's got to go. You know, it's good. somebody out of that out of that bunch, you know Dwight Howard's not going anywhere anytime soon. Right. I don't think they would team up to come to Houston. Without Harden. Yeah, so that makes four people that you got to make, you got to satisfy out on the floor. Well, yeah, I think that, I think they would find a way to make it work. In terms of playing on the court, I agree. Why it doesn't necessarily make them uh, championship in terms of they'll be championship caliber anyway. All right, LeBron goes anywhere just about their championship caliber. Taking the balls away from it all, whose time is going to get cut into? How much time is going to get cut into? Well, I think in a lot of ways, I think LeBron doesn't want to play the same type of minutes he plays with Mike if, if he doesn't have to. I think he wants to play all the time, but I think they want to reduce his minutes. So I don't think that's necessarily an issue either. I think the issue is, is could you put a schematic scheme out there that works them all together in such a way that you win basketball games outside of just LeBron's talent? And that's, I'm not sure where Kevin McHale is with that framework. All right, now, with that being said, we watched two things happen toward the end of the season. Coach Sampson left. That was not the defense was the crapper. Things dropped. It, it dropped off on defense. Now, with that being said, out of this group that's still there, as far as the staff, who's going to mastermind the X and O on the offensive side to make that work? That's a very fair question. How much more will the staff have to have to change? You know, you're already that you you you. you 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 gotta adjust now for defensive wise. Now you gotta make do, another. What, do you? And I ask that because after the first round loss to Portland, Daryl Morey said we are going to improve the defense. How, so the, what hell, is, how the hell is getting Carmelo improving defense? And you, and you and I, I have I, watched I, him since from high school personally. Now you and I have seen him. That's with, why I said I don't think it's a deep defensive uh, component. I don't I don't think it does that. I mean, I, I mean, LeBron is still a. Defensive first, second team guy, he can raise it up. But outside of that, how much does he cover? So unless they're going to change schematically what they're doing, which is my point exactly, I'm not sure how it's going to work. And I don't know if McHale, from the way he sees basketball, is really that committed to the defensive side of the basketball. I think he understands it's important, but I, I don't see. Right. Even as defense went down, it wasn't like they were just a highly defensive-oriented team, even with Samson, Coach Samson. Now, we've watched half-court basketball out of two coaches, at least one, JBG. And he schematic the hell out of, out of the offense to kill teams, you know, 
making runs on the on the Rockets doing back in the back in the day, back while he was here. Do you see this staff being capable of doing the same thing to make the defense just look better? Because that's basically what you're going to have to do. If they agree to play zone. Some. Yeah, I think this part of it, yeah, I think they will. That they, means they'd have to. They'd have to. Unless. I think the biggest one that, that you know, that's. I think Houston has the ability to get it done. I'm just not sure that LeBron and Melo are sold in terms of what the team looks like. And I think a big part of what LeBron wants and to some degree what Melo is looking for uh-huh. is not only the ability to win, because I think they have enough framework to think that they're going to be in a championship position pretty much wherever they want. Uh-huh. They want they want what the Spurs pretty much did, which is the framework of a organization and a team that plays that style of basketball. You gotta remember these are guys that have played together for the US under Coach K that supported that framework. So I think in a lot of ways they understand it. They bought into it. These are different type of players while they understand their brand image, and uh, as some people like to think that they're selfish, these are not really selfish guys. Even Melo, in terms of what he did, you know, people forget, because time has passed, what he did at Syracuse in college. And he's been a guy that's done a lot for himself, but I think in a lot of ways that's because the teams he's been on has required that. But all everybody forgets when you look what he was able to do when he played for USA in terms of backing off and being, you know, doing enough in terms of team framework. But we get so isolated and we allow, you know, people in the public to kind of change our discourse instead of what we really see. So that's why I think, you know, I'm very interested in what Chicago is going to be able to do. You know, people overlook Chicago, and obviously rightfully so. We're here in Houston. We focus on that. But I think there's a lot of things outside of maybe following directly in the footsteps of legendary Jordan, that the Chicago current team, big city atmosphere, and the caliber of talent of players they have, and the cap space make Chicago very interesting. L.A. perfect in terms of light, light, uh, especially if you're looking at the Clippers in terms of coach. Even though you got a new owner that's a billionaire, you think he's going to spend some money. I think that's interesting. Playing with Kobe is 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 good in the framework that they trust him, but he's still an older guy. You kind yeah, of trading off yeah. what you did with Wade. And the last thing I'll throw out there is everybody's also overlooking Miami from the standpoint that these guys still have a at least a respectable relationship. If not more, I mean, we know we've heard that they met today. So these individuals are more business nature at all. The business savvy. So don't leave Miami in terms it, it will, of making something happen. Now, it will. Was, how, how, look, how, let me say this. Um, okay. D Wade has forty-two million dollars left on his contract. Two years on his contract. I think Chris Bosh is the same. Okay. Dwayne Wade is the oldest of the three. He's had more 
physical wear and tear, wear and tear than the three. No question about it. And this is if, and this is his last for sure. The two of them, Bosch and Wade, this is this is their last chance at a big contract. Right. LeBron being LeBron, he can three year deal, one year deal, whatever, you know, yeah. he's gonna get it. He'll still get his. He'll get another match. Now Dwayne Wade says, Look, fellas, hey, we boys and all, we go back these four years been great. But I gotta get my money. Now But you my question is this would this is, to me is the key question with D Wade. It's not just about the money, but to me the question is is how much longer does he want to play? And that's 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 this is where I'm going with that. I gotta get my money, but if I'm the Heat and I go to the Heat and say I'll take less money. I'll take. I'll go from average of twenty-one for these forty-two over two years. I'll take ten for four years. Ooh! If you had a Heat, would you sign him? Oh! In his broken-down body before do a four-year deal? I wouldn't do four for forty. Okay, man. But I would sign him quickly for three years. That's what I was looking for. Fifty. I would increase his money. I'm saying, I'm going to give you more money, but I need you to take it over three years. So that's why, to me, the key question here in Wade's Would mind, it be a team option? No. Just no, three, three years. Three period. years. Yeah, I'm going to guarantee you, because you're going to stay with the organization. Yeah, I, yeah just three years. I'm going to pay you and, and if you anyway. break, So I'm only giving you basically five, six, seven more years. And if then you break down, I'm going to pay it over. Know, so I'll take work it, it out. three years. Plus, it allows me to be able to make some changes when... LeBron comes back up. Let's say LeBron basically signs another three years. So now I can go to LeBron and say, look, sign another three years, get your money, whatever. Wade's going to spread it out three years. We can go get Napier as they're trying to do or go get another guard. We can go get Melo or whatever. You take more with red talent, check us out again in three years. By then, Wade can go in the sunset. And now you got cap space to go bring in another big-time player whoever's at that level then. So we telling LeBron, we're not only talking about taking care of you now, but as you start to fade off, we still want to put you in position to earn championships as you move along and we put you in that position. So to me, the key question that I hadn't really heard out there is not just about him getting that money. And if you're saying, if he, I, I agree with you, if he thinks two years, I'm tired, I'm, re- I'm ready to move into the organizational side, then I think it's almost without a doubt he takes the money. But if he says, I might want to hang around, you know, looking at, you know, his teammates that have been able to play. Because you're even looking at Ray Allen talking about another year. He's going to come back, yeah. He's more than likely to come back. And so I'm sure they talk about in terms of the regiment, how to take care of it. You also got to look at Wade in terms of what he really believes is the thing with needs. Again, you had the same thing with, um, uh, with the Spurs. And um, Manu, Manu, excuse me, thank you, Manu. Everybody thought he literally was finished, and so he looked at it, took a little less, re took care of his body. Now you look at nobody's even questioning whether he's gonna come back and play another year. So I think the question is, is not just how bad the knees are. We know they're chronic, and the fact is, is he going to accept playing less minutes, playing as a six man, or, or just playing sporadically? But want to stretch us out for three, four more years. And on that time, time, note, time is going to be the big factor. How long? Length of contract is going to be a big key. Tim Duncan announced that he's going to 
come back for another year. I was surprised in a lot of ways that he opted in. Well, why? Why why you say that? Because I, I thought the way they talk about the nature that I think it shows also that he's just ready to maybe make this one final run to see if he can get that back to back that he's never had. I thought maybe that he was looking and ring number six. Yeah, get that final ring number six. Basically, take him off even conversation with Kobe and let Kobe to team up with these guys. Yeah, make a run out of him. And so I think he clears everybody pretty much outside of Jordan and likes of that, and he puts his name somewhat in that. And he, he will, other than the. But I thought he may look at playing for two more years is why I said I was surprised when he got that. But it looks to me that with this decision, unless he really just feels like it again, maybe wins it, he'll he'll reconsider it. But it looks like this is basically going to be the final year. And then the the other part of that is, other than the old avant-garde, you know, back with with Bird and Magic, he would have been, in our time, the the only player that would have spent his whole career and got a chance at six rings and wasn't moved on to someone else beyond that. People say Kobe Bryant ain't finished. Kobe you know what? Kobe saying he ain't finished. We we saw about about fifty eight seconds or a minute and fifty eight seconds of a little YouTube with him playing indoor soccer overseas and uh So you think he's done? You know what? That's he, like Mamba. He's got to show me that he's capable of doing Woo-hoo! night in and night out. He, can, he can't be sitting around like Dwayne Wade, taking three days off here. Not uh, be like Roger Clemens, not taking a road trip. You think it was hard to get Dwayne Wade to do this? They gonna kill Kobe to do that. But again, I think it's, it's a and, lot of Kobe and is they still have got a coach yet. I think a lot of well, True. they say the reason they got a coach is because the coaches who LeBron James won't. <laughs> you know what? And, and see, that's now, the other thing too. And now, the Lakers now, have now, enough Manu, cap, Manu, cap space Manu. to sign Melo and LeBron. Now, uh, now they, still, they can get a good coach. That, that, that being they said, coaches out there they can get. That being coaches, said, what kind of and that's been all thrown out there in the public. The person that's still in uniform, that signed, ain't nobody asked them about the coach, and that's coach. That's what they put out there. Who knows? Well. <laughs> Maybe and maybe not because you know he he's not on buddy buddy terms and all with the, with the with this ownership. As I said, I don't get too. You don't get too. I different. don't get too crazy about these little reports out there. I, 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 they just putting that out there because they don't want them crazy. But I'm, they all right now. Something crazy. You you ready to start with the draft? I ain't, I'm not going to discuss the draft. You're not going to discuss. I'm just going to talk about what the Rockets might do. Okay, then. Well, I'm going to ask this question, man. <laughs> How many, with this draft being as deep, as deep as folks say it is, how many of these guys are going to be a contributor and how many will be, and will end up in the DL the first year because of depth on the, on the, already on those teams? I'll have the first round to be in DL at some point, D-League, for the benefit of their development. That's, that's the way more teams, NBA teams are going. You got 18 or 19 NBA teams have a, Affiliations, hybrid arrangements with D League teams, so that's that'll be part of. That's a given. Definitely, if you know, hell, past the top ten, maybe some players in the top ten will spend some time down there in D League for development to to uh, work on their game, have some time to practice because. 
there are parts of the NBA season where you don't have time to practice because you're traveling well, around, ask, you know. Let's so. ask it like this. Who will, will have the biggest impact? Will it be the, one of the top three? Or Jabari Parker. He's going to just a lot quicker Jabari than anybody Parker. else. He's, and he's the most he complete the scorer. impact in terms of the numbers he put up? Or will he have an impact in terms of leading this team? Make a run at the Well, if he goes to the Bucks, he won't make a thing on the playoffs. All of the Bucks are in the East, and the East is crap. Right. But, uh. Um, what do put Anthony Davis type Is number there up. any player that you see out there that can go to a team that look like they might go to and, and, and push them into the playoffs? Or makes them a championship con- Makes them a championship contender? No. So good team. Because that would be teams in the West draft picks going to the West and that ain't gonna happen. You know, you're gonna crack in and you already got so many great teams in the West. I don't see any rookies cracking the rotation and leading them thirty, you know, going like somebody going to Minnesota. I don't see them Napier having an impact. I think Shabazz going with Miami. I, I think he'd be the way no no. The way Mario Chalmers limped through the playoffs Anything is. <laughs> Shabazz, <laughs> Napier won't have, would not have much, the the bar is not set very high based on the Mario Chalmers of this past, this postseason. Previous postseason, I'm not sure Shabazz has played up to that level. But this level of Mario, Mario, he basically did put up numbers that we put up watching him on TV. You know, during this postseason, you know, two points, 0 for 4 shooting, something like that. He was horrible, you know. And hasn't been, it didn't compete like he normally does either this season. And he's another key to the Heat having maximum flexibility. You know, honestly, what he's going to decide to do will help them improve their roster outside, you know, they're talking about possibly signing the. Being able to sign Sean Marion, somebody like that, you know, a uh, veteran player who will take less money. Come off the bench, like you know. See, that, that kind of yeah. that he'd be a good fit for Miami. Yeah. You know, he'd be an upgrade over Shane Batty. On, on, is he an upgrade over? Is, it's, well, I'm going to ask you this question: Is he an upgrade over Rashard Lewis? Do more things. Yeah. So yeah, and you know I mean? think he's an upgrade uh, from the defensive side. So yeah, that's definitely there. I think offensively, maybe not in terms of a pure three point shooter. Uh, but I think his mid-range, he can shoot the three, don't get me wrong. I think his mid-range game still has a little bit of the post-up side. Okay. But I think the real value uh, is what he can do on the defensive side. And you I like that one. Now, folks, remember what was just said. Defense keeps you in this league as much as offense does. At some point, you got to stop. I'll say somebody. more. At some point, you got to stop, folks. You got to stop, folks. You got to stop. More. You got to be able to come off the bench and stop somebody. That's more. that's one thing. Jeremy Lamb from Rocket now at OKC says he's realized now he, his defense needs to improve in order for him to stay on the floor with Thunder. It takes young fellas some time to figure that out. Figure that out. Yeah, and I think also to figure out really what it means to play oh. hard defense. And I'm saying hard defense. In terms of not just fouling, because I right. see some of them play hard. They play so hard right. they really don't have the skills. Right, not to foul. They playing with the hands instead of with the feet and body. I got you. I got you. I clearly understand what you just said. Let me let me correct myself a little. Not a lot. Without Carmelo on the roster, 
the Knicks payroll is projected to be sixty million dollars. The cap is projected to be sixty three million. So without Carmelo, they're under the cap. If he comes back to the Knicks, they're gonna be over the cap. But, <laughs> but if he does not resign with the Knicks, they are under the cap. One team that you hadn't heard a lot of which is another Toronto billion dollar owner out there is the Nets. You know what? They have quietly been in the in the weeds, as they say. You know, they're in a the big city. They quietly in the weeds. Something's gonna happen with that school group in this off season with that group. I just, I, just, I just got a gut feeling because that worked and this I season. All of them pretty much coming back. You know that that's an old team, but that worked this year. They they Eventually. made it, 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 Eventually, they, it, yeah. they made that work toward the end of the year. I don't know whether it's gonna be, you know, adding depth or putting they some. They got to get younger. I get, get a whole lot younger. I just, That's I why just, I was asking if somebody in draft that could go to somewhere like the Nets that would help them in terms of getting younger enough, where the depth of the team, kind of like you think with San Antonio, right? Obviously. That depth wasn't necessary. They were young. They were people that we weren't maybe not quite as familiar with because we didn't play as much. But in that kind of framework, does Patty Mills stay or move on? It's up to him. He gonna get an offer. Somebody gonna give him. We'll throw him a lot of money. I think you gotta go with Patty Mills. You know, he's gonna make the money. So that's what he wants. Got to bring the money, man. You know that's and that's and that's an individual. Choice, right? But as some folks have said, if all if the majority of these these NBA guys talk about they want to get rings, it's usually late. It's usually late. Sounds it's, the Spurs. It's usually late. You are talking about you serious <laughs> about winning the ring? Go to the Spurs. It's usually That's late. The, the organization in, in the NBA, one of the top in all the sports. Go sign the Spurs in. But if you're not in, but if you I, you know, I don't know if they want you. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, and, and, and you you definitely got to pass the team rule. And that's and the, that, the, that the team be part committed of it, because that's it. how they handle it. You know, it's just, it's, it's well, I think there's another part of that we don't necessarily look at because they're over themselves. San Antonio is very smart in terms of understanding their marketplace and also understanding what they want to spend. And they're not going to be a team that spends a lot. So oftentimes, you can get international players for less value that are still talented. And when you put them in that schematic and that family, it even works out more so. So I'm not saying that American players can't play in it. It's just that they but have their value is going to be a lot higher than what San Antonio is also going to want to spend. Because if you look at their roster, I mean, they're getting people at cut, cut rate. Folks that ain't moving in and picking up a ring and. Oh, that was, that was kind of easy. You know, not- I, I, I'm careful with that. I mean, there's the big three or whatever have been there for rings. But the, the rest of them be the big four. Yeah, big four, I stand corrected. Great, great point. But Could with be, that, maybe. Is, that's you, yeah. No, no, yeah. Kawhi Leonard. No, he's legit. I agree. I agree. No question. Okay, that Daryl Morey? Yeah. No. Kawhi Leonard. <clears throat> <laughs> He was on the board, and on he was board, signable. And you picked the Morris twin. I'm just saying. He was signable. Go ahead, Doc. By the way, well, <laughs> he was on the board, and he was signable. Go ahead, Doc. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Doc. He was on the board and signable. Doctor Kiviatikovil. 
professor at Texas Southern University. Um, you can catch me on social media platforms at Dr. Kenyatta Gaville. Do a lot of retweeting on all types of issues out there that I think interest people, particularly on the business side of sports. If you want to get inside the numbers, uh, follow me at Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. And as we get closer to the season, it's about time for me to jump up and give my HBCU Sports Top 10 poll. One thing that I thought was interesting out there that's really jumping on the HBCU landscape, for those that want to hear a little bit about the HBCU uh, reports, is the fact that they had a, a, a note that came out on Twitter, Twitter if you would, from the FAMU athletic director that said that FAMU athletics is broken. Yeah, like, that's an intriguing and obviously is a tweet. So you really don't get the context of what he was saying, meaning that it's broken. And, and he basically said that you need to, it's not something that you're able to fix. Oh. So that really okay. part uh, made a lot of people nervous because they couldn't tell what he was really saying when he said you can't fix it. That means do you just throw out the bathwater or is he saying that you need to start over? And so that's kind of lightening up Twitter and the TSPN sports yeah, cause sites that people that follow that kind of stuff. Because Miag just picked up a bunch of uh, uh, uh from uh, the uh, Coast Leader group. And the instant two way on their SID uh, program. Yeah, that's <laughs> SID. You can have great SIDs, as you know, putting out information. But you know, but, but, but not doing but, anything. But, but to 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 their credit, it was in a situation like that. The people that won the awards were the folks that wrote beyond what was going on on the field of battle with the Atlanta program. They figured it out and said, "Now, basically, what they did in the process." And this is what you, this is when you get a good, I, I take that back, a great SID. Find a way to market and keep the word, in, uh, in, uh, somewhat interest in the school yeah, athletic this was, program. This was made outside of the sports information right. director. This was made to the, uh, FAMU booster group. Oh, that's even worse. Cause when you so put I'll that, keep you updated on that cause I was just like, Intriguing. What is it? So hopefully we'll get some context. Hopefully, I believe the there was nothing more the than guy in that. the Tallahassee will definitely go and ask some questions about it. But no, that was it. I mean, we'll see if he'll come out and keep some context to it. But just that enough was, as you know, in the social media platform to make people go off the wire. So I wanted to put especially that. with family involved, especially with them involved. They've come back from so far. No, they hadn't come back yet. Well, they were in worse situation than what they were worse. It was a worse situation than what it is right now. I don't know. They were on, they on that like, Texas Southern. They Texas Southern give you some other tough news. <laughs> Man, HBCU is not going too well right now. They can do all that. But Texas Southern is actually going up to the NCA in regards to get their medicine and trying to get a decree on what they're going to make a decision on their APR. Which at this point literally has not been something they could use to calculate the APR. It's been that bad. They can't even give them credit for whatever calculations they provide. Because the history is bad data, is what they call it. And then, so you, they were actually, remember, Southern just a year ago had a ban in football right. and basketball for APRs. Now they're under this. 
Well, Sam U's in that same situation oh, currently. Okay. Which is a ban on football and basketball. They can't, as you talk about a basketball follower, Division One. Right now, they graduated five seniors last year. Um, they only had like three or four coming back because a lot of them transferred because you have the right to transfer right. if your school is put on the APR punishment. Students can transfer without revocation and play immediately. So a lot of them took them up on that offer. And now they're having problems recruiting kids. So it's a chance that they're looking at what they're going to do to actually fill the team. So this also tells you a lot about that issue with APR. Once you get in that eight, are a quicksand. Yes, sir. Uh, it, you can it, either it, sink it, it, or no, float. It, no, it's quicksand, which means you're not going to float. It's going to pull you in. So you're going to need some help with somebody uh, understanding the system, putting a string to pull you out. If not, you're going under. Well, let's talk about it. Okay, you haven't told folks how they can find you on the internet. Yeah. The wide, wide world. The wide, wide world. Internet. Is that what the, that's what it's called? That's what they say. Social media. It's all electronic. Uh, I am on Twitter, TweetDeck, Blogger, uh, Facebook. It is The College Sports Report, blogspot.com. It is on Twitter and TweetDeck, JLWoodley1. You can find me uh, across the the uh, platforms in the stratosphere. I'm on daily, sometimes too long, but long enough. Um, stay up, uh, stay up as much as possible on, especially right this week, with the only thing going college-wise, uh, the College uh, World Series, and Right now, it's the uh, 1-0. Vandy is up. Um, things are starting to change, and it could be because pitching has gotten to its point late in the uh, last two weeks, and guys' arms are starting to get starting to wear down. Uh, yesterday was a complete game, and everybody left it for Virginia to extend it to one extra game. Today is the finals. Hopefully, out of this, uh, the SEC will probably pick up another. National championship, but you never know. Things are moving on the uh, field. And for those listening, I am KG, oh, and, of I'm, course. I'm sorry. Oh, this one other man's going to interrupt me after he talked baseball, college baseball, and which I had no Longhorns, with no Longhorns, uh, or Texas teams in the in the championship series. Go ahead, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can also find me, you know, the our podcast now at at uh, the <laughs> the. DHR dot com and we also have the uh, uh, our Facebook page where you can find our uh, our podcast. Check them out. Uh, thanks for everybody that's, that's I'm picking up as followers on all on my Twitter uh, on my uh, Twitter page. Uh, I'll try and keep abreast of what's going on and inform you as much as I can. Now I am done, sir, with my introduction. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, kudos to your activity on 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 Twitter. As you are, are are like me, you were joining the 21st century. It took us a while to get there. But oh. We're enjoying it now. But I am KG we're, we're of the one, one yeah. day. <laughs> we're one I'm KG day. of Houston Round Ball Review uh, on Twitter. 
T-H-E-H-R Review. Once again, that's T-H-E-H-R Review. Houston Round Bar Review on YouTube and Instagram. As Wildcat mentioned, we have our KG Fifth Quarter Wildcat and Doc Podcast Facebook page. Need to pump that more as well as we need to also pump the, uh, we are still seeking sponsors for these outstanding podcasts. We do appreciate the feedback that we have received and are getting. Had one person tell me that uh, uh, our previous podcast was one of the best ones we've done so far. The numbers bear that out, mainly in part to uh, the Chilling for Charity. I mentioned doing a podcast and calling out Cynthia Cooper, who at that time had not been challenged in the to participate in the cold water challenge, but we talked about it. U of H staff, Coach Huey and staff did their cold water challenge Friday afternoon, and one of the assistants, Raven Justice, challenged Cynthia Cooper to participate in the challenge, and Coop did her part, accepted the challenge, and completed it Friday night, and then Coop challenged Kobe Ryan and Chris Paul to participate in the uh, cold water challenge. TSU, Texas Southern, Participated in challenges uh, Tuesday. Coach Jeff Janetta Hayes, Perry told Wildcat and myself that. Look for that to be posted on, on their website, tsuball.com. If not Thursday, maybe Friday. That's good. And Coach Hayes, Perry told me that she challenged uh, Rice head coach Greg Williams. He participated in challenge. If it's not yet posted on riceout.com, look for that as well. So, and the challenge has gone viral, viral. Because several times over, several times over, because uh, it's not crossing sports. Because I know it's not been done. Football, football players have been challenged. I think Wildcat mentioned that Andrew Luck is going to take part in it. He's been challenged. So it's it's been a great. It's, it's, and it's all for keep in mind. It's for uh, raising money for the Kyao Foundation. And uh, if I get enough time to go look and so see how much. Challenged? No, sir. I have not. Are you upset? I'm not upset. I am kind of surprised that I haven't been Are challenged. Are you shocked that you had been challenged? Yeah. A little bit. Especially the people because that you called out that I know would challenge you. That that one person I thought would challenge me. I was kind of afraid when uh, she did the, she did it. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. So I'm like, what have I done? I figured she would do it, but she didn't. Well, you know when this podcast is posted. But uh, somebody's gonna be listening. But, but <laughs> somebody, but, I'm gonna say it just like that. And, somebody's and, gonna and, be listening. And, 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 oh, I know somebody will be listening. And Wildcat and I were talking about that prior to this podcast of what we would do um, to get it done. So we'll we'll see. I ain't gonna run from the challenge if I if I'm challenged, you know. If, and even if it's making the, the, the donation itself, but I doubt that though. Just be a question of. Having finding time to get it done, you know, with office stuff going on. But it'll get done. But it'll we'll make done. it work. You know, if we have to have Doc hold the camera while the two of us do it, you know, then trade off so Doc can give it, do it as well. So we'll we'll figure it out. We'll get it done. You know, then we can challenge the folks. I'm mm. there's some folks out there who have not been challenged that we need to uh, challenge ourselves. So we'll see. If someone wants to do that, I think Wildcat accept the challenge. Of course. And I, I accept the challenge, and I think Doc accepts the challenge as well. So, it's been a, it's been a great, uh, fundraiser. It's been fun. Some folks, I think, are not taking it to another level. I haven't gone into the details, but I think Stanford players are now diving off the high dive and stuff and going into pools or something. 
because initially, <laughs> one part of it, the initial part of the challenge was, and a pool of cold water is a pool is of cold water. Jumping into a lake or an ocean, a cold body of water. That was the initial. I thought I first thought that's how I, I saw it on on YouTube. Right. And then I but Arizona did her own little twist to it, and then did the cold water ice bucket like challenge it. there. So there are different ways to do it. It's all for a good cause. So WBCA and their Twitter account is retweeting uh, the coaches' uh, links to the videos that coaches are sending in with the hashtag Chilling for Charity. So just keep following that. You can follow me on Twitter. I retweet a few of those as well. And I did a couple of blog posts about uh, some of the videos that coaches have done, like you basically their uh, completion of the challenge, USC, excuse me, Southern Cal. And then South Carolina was not saying, you know, two USC's, you know, South yeah, Carolina. Yeah, be careful right. that. Be so, yeah, careful. South Carolina is just trying to claim, would, trying to those, claim it now, Boris. <laughs> those two will get you higher up on the, on the, uh, the level that Southern Cal is, but we'll see. That's going to change, I think, it's with Cooper and Southern Cal. But just follow me on Twitter, T-H-E-H-R review. Fellas, anything you want to say in closing? 11 o'clock a.m. tomorrow morning, Central Time. Be there. Say Thursday, man. You know, our podcast may be Thursday. re-aired on Friday and Saturday. So Thursday morning, June the 26th, 2014, 11 a.m. Central Time. Is that correct, sir? Correct. Because trust me, because our folks, there are folks who download and listen to our podcast after, you know, on Saturday and Sunday. Gotcha. Because we are growing like that. I, I can look at the numbers yeah, and, and, I and see. I appreciate those listening. For doing that. The only thing I'd like to add to the fact is keep your eyes on this NCAA versus O'Bannon and continue to get interest. Doc, you know what? I've been busy now with the, the what other stuff I hadn't before we leave tonight. What's what's been the latest this week? Uh, about three days ago was the midway point, and at that point, uh, it really was leaning towards O'Bannon. It just seemed like whatever the lawyers for NCAA tried to put out there. Whether it was from the cross or direct questions, um, it just was not making sense. Uh, it boils down, we're talking about the NLI, and just as uh, Americans, the, the framework that we see is just difficult for people to imagine that you would literally take somebody's right to their image of person forever. People may somehow say that you can do it based on the contractual agreement for a four-year period of time, a five-year period. And people have some question about that. Uh, but outside of that, it, it's going to be interesting. The NCA has a lot of work to do over this last week and a half to try to close the gap that the uh, plaintiffs and the lawyers for abandon in terms of what they're doing for the, for the lightning antitrust component of this. You know, people are looking at this because they're hitting this information that's going on out there. And I think what was really interesting that came out of this is the fact that you had the athletic director for Texas. I saw that. Saying that he's going on offensive attacks. He, 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 he phrased them as the small schools or the small conference. Well, that's his second one. You know, he had one where he jumped on Jay Billis. And Jay Billis came back and, and responded in the, uh, on Twitter first and said, this guy needs to go over to the University of Texas in their business 
department and take a basic economics class. <laughs> then he came back and Jay Bush is not somebody I, I want to. Right. You know, it's not upset. a guy that you want to test. He don't mind going public and speaking. Yeah, well, he's already been out there, but not only does he not mind going public, he's very well versed on the issues. And he's very clear, and he's been saying this for a while. This is the guy, if you remember, that came out of nowhere and posted the stuff <laughs> with uh, Texas A&M quarterback, Heisman quarterback, Johnny oh, Manziel, yeah. with the fact, look at this. NCA has this up, and NCA takes the picture down. It was funny. Because just last week when the O'Bannon case, when they were interviewing the president of the NCA, he talked about one of the things he did is he took down the jersey <laughs> from the website. Yeah, after you were embarrassed to do it. Yeah. But that's basically the framework of the case. And that's kind of where we're closed to give some people. And uh, at this point, there's not a great deal to talk about. But if you have a chance and you want to follow, look at some of the news places up there. And follow the case, and you'll get little tidbits. A good source that I've read quite a bit from uh, is CBS Sports. Yeah, John Solomon. Uh, yeah, has been very good, good yeah. in terms of following this. ESPN has done a decent job, but if you really want to get into the roots, one that I think uh, guys Solomon, a couple of other guys from CBS Sports to give credit, but they've done a yeoman job in terms of really breaking down what's at issue. Let one last thing. Number one pick in the NBA draft right now, the Cleveland Cavaliers have it. Who's go, who goes number one? Wiggins. I'll start out Wiggins. I'm gonna say Parker because what they wanted is sitting in the hospital rehabbing right now. You're talking about Joel Embiid as well, which will be, and he will be the only back to the bucket, back to the bucket. Post center, yeah. coming out of this draft, everyone else will be facing a stepping away. I'm going with Wiggins outside shot. I'll, I'll go with Parker. I'll go with Wiggins. only because number one. Even though, I, even though I think the Cavs will pick Mario Parker, but I think they'll pick Wiggins. There's a split right now in the, in the front office. Speaking of, so, who's, who's I have forgot the about that. The, uh, the person that signs that check, did he make a demand, or has he? Made a demand. We not gonna tell you. You already. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, because we gonna tell you like we telling them. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Really? We'll find out next week. <laughs> yeah. Just be lucky we didn't put lunch on it. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm a, I'm a doc. Okay. All right. All right. It's cool. We got your back normally. Oh, yeah, hey, hey. We want to make it interesting. All right. That's it. Hey, it's been one of them days, Jeff. I hadn't, hadn't been all over the place like I normally am. He was with the other NFL. He said, you don't have to apologize. No, I'm doing That's why we didn't make sure you put lunch on it. All right. But as as we wind it down here, the last few hours before the draft, you're going to hear all kinds of rumors and discussions. As long as it ain't crap. And... Some of it, trust me, listen, is just flat out lies. You know, it's been put out there by an agent, put out there by a friend of an agent, relative of a player. Oh, I heard this. Some news people are hearing You know, here and some misguided, you know, reports. Right. You know, et cetera. But I will be at Toyota Center Thursday evening, 
waiting for the Rockets to do whatever they do, be it move up in the draft, trade out of the first round, make a blockbuster announcement, et cetera. You're, everything you think. I think they're going to stick with stay at 25, right. unless someone who I, I don't know if they have who they have their heart set on. If that person starts sliding, what does your gut tell like, you? Are they able to land Melo and or LeBron? Oh, well, this is my, no, no. My my that, gut says good. I, was, I still see Melo going. I, honestly, I think neither. Okay. I think Melo going to Chicago and LeBron going back to Miami. As of today, you're good. Rocket, can they get either one of them? Both. I think they'll land Melo. I don't think they'll land LeBron. I just could. LeBron goes back to Miami? Yeah. Quick, just two seconds. Yeah. Not a lot of explanation, we just on the record. Yeah. I say LeBron goes back to Miami, and Melo goes to the Lakers. I would be shocked if that happened. Only but just because. Because, it, because it's just moving all the way across the cross country. That's fine. We'll see. You know, and that be, would be interesting because Carmelo was quoted saying that moving to another city, it's it's more than basketball for him that they're thinking about. You know, oh, he's got his family and you know, what, you know that, his son. That makes sense. More you know, than, he, more than his anything. son has yeah. friends and you know, going to school in New York. He's already made friends. You know, be talking to his son, adjusting to new cities, that that It's been done before. You know, it's not like it's impossible for his son to get used to a new school environment. I'm not hating on him. I'm trying to make no, it. I flippant. agree with you. But I mean, it, there's many people. It's not an impossibility. You know, folks getting new jobs. I mean, if you have a choice, obviously you don't want to do it. Uh, but if you look at all the things, and I think it's fair for him to say that he's going to weigh that, but I don't think that's that high on the list. If it comes down to it, and they put his package together, he's going to go to wherever he goes. And that's why I want it on the record to see what we thought, you know, uh, at this point. And then after the draft, we can come back next podcast and provide updates. Let's put some stuff on the table so listeners can hear our thoughts. No problem. Thank you, as always, fellas, for your insight and your opinions. Listeners, thank you for sharing our podcast with, the podcast with your friends, telling them about where to find us and on iTunes and SoundCloud.com and Twitter. Thank you, as always, and continue uh, showing us love and appreciation. Tweet us your questions. We look forward to answering those questions in upcoming podcasts. We're going to be talking football, college football. Getting close to the launch of that net network, yeah, on that provider. Um, looking forward to that. You know, then once that happens, then basketball season, college hoops will be starting. And we're not going to talk about. Uh, I guess I don't know if it's been made public where the American is holding their media day. So I won't say it because I don't want to speak out of turn. True. So uh, I'm not sure if it. It, it was been told to us, but I don't know if it's been put it, on the it, website. It, it, so I don't I want to yeah, say anything. Right. We got a turn there. And we had got a, got an email. So it has been sent in the press release. So, yes, I'll, I'll disregard that, listeners. Anyway. All we know is football is, is on the horizon, and we're looking forward to it. Yeah, Bahamas. We got to talk about that. We got to talk about that. That's killing the The HBCU X Classic in Nassau. That's fine. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to some reports from you, sir. That'd be pretty point. cool to get that done. At yeah. some point, on the podcast. I'm so, yeah. actually planning to do a marketing study while I'm done. Okay. So I'm going to put in a little oh, work yeah. while I have a little fun. Oh, speaking of marketing, if I remiss, there's a, there's a schedule, um, uh, media marketing deal, uh, for 
Cadilla on next month in New Orleans, I think around July the 10th, I will email you and... and Dillard? Yeah. Oh, the, uh, you talking about HBC week? Yeah. Yeah, I'm familiar. Okay. I won't be able to go this year because some other prior engagement that was in Jackson last year uh-huh. had possibly made arrangements, but I had worked with the guy before. I actually sponsored the first one he did uh, three years ago Okay. Uh, back in uh, North Carolina Okay. Uh, with THG Agency. Uh, and they are still recording their um, commercials, so they are looking moving forward from the uh, board part of THG to do that. Great, uh, great. So I think we might have our first sponsor, so I'm excited about that. We just need to get their commercials recorded so it's presented to you of what they want on air. We can edit and move forward. Great. So they have a couple of versions they want to look at, possibly and then negotiating it out with. Great. Great. Um, so that, that's our first move. So I have some updates on that. Did want to get that on record before we close out. But um, familiar with the HBCU uh, week and hope to do some forward work with them next year. Yeah. Want me to do it this year? But the one that I've worked with that is also partnering with them is HBCU Story. Okay. And that's the one I said that I'll be doing the Howard University, and I right. sent that proposal up, waiting on confirmation that they accepted the uh, abstract. Work that I put together. Okay. Probably we'll hear about that in a couple months, but I'm looking forward and let something, uh, um, lucky works out that I'll head up there. And that luckily, while I'm up there, Howard University will have a home football game, so I plan to partake in that. So we got some stuff out. We actually, for the fam, you oddly enough, to let you know that, uh, not only do I talk sports business or teach it, I'm engaged in it and actually work on it. We sent a proposal to the fam, you, uh, at, um, advisory committee. Uh, gentlemen, uh, so we're waiting to hear back to see if he wants to help some help in terms of the evaluation they need to do. And so we're spreading their wings. So we have some meaningful stuff when we talk about and we embedded in terms of moving forward. And something that I have on the table that I'm going to keep quiet with, but look for us to do our own HBC project in regards to a symposium conference, something of that nature. And Within a year's time. Now I'm looking forward to my jump to uh, New Orleans next month. Fantastic. See, that's, that's why we have a diverse trio part of the podcast that is trying to give you insights on all kinds of different topics of interest. Ain't a whole lot of folks here in town covering HBCUs. I'm uh, just saying. I only know one other person, and he is responsible for the three of us being where we are. So, you know, <laughs> you know. Right. That is true. And that's Mr. Ralph Cooper. So, uh, a pioneer. A pioneer. We owe, uh, each of us owes a lot to him. Absolutely. So, we're going to wrap it up on a very positive note. Listeners, look for the podcast, share the links of the podcast. Wrap it up as I always do. In conclusion, be true, be cool, and do more. <laughs>